Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guests will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here today. I hope that you are all having a wonderful week so far. And we have a really, I don't want to say it's a sad topic, but it's a heavy topic today that we're going to talk about. But first, let's talk about last week a little bit. Last week, I answered some of the most commonly asked questions about living pets. So um, things like adopting a new pet or how your pets feel when you travel, how animals in the zoos feel, different types of care for uh, like reptiles and birds, stuff like that. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet um, and you're interested in that kind of thing, I I would listen back. It was a really good episode, I thought. So like I said, this week, we're going to be talking about something a little bit heavier than that. We're going to be talking about the Rainbow Bridge. And I have done an episode. It was episode three. And it was about, uh, let's see, what was the name of it? It was um, not about this, the Rainbow Bridge, but about different things related to this. And so there were topics covered in there that I'm not going to necessarily cover in this show. So if you have questions, oh, that it was about grieving after a pet goes to the Rainbow Bridge. That's right. So if there's things that um, we didn't, we're not going to cover in this show, go back to that one and listen if you haven't, because there were some things in there, like some of the things that, I talked about in there were uh, shadow pets, uh, different signs that they send after they've passed, who they're with when they passed, uh, why did they go the way they do as far as like, you know, the death process, why don't they live as long as we do? We talked about euthanasia and, and how they feel about it and when is the right time, as well as guilt from euthanasia, because a lot of people suffer from that, and as well as uh, PTSD from losing a pet. So this week, like I said, I'm going to be answering questions about the Rainbow Bridge. These questions came from a few places. They uh, Every week I post what the topic for the week is going to be in my, I have a free reading group on Facebook, and also like on my page on Facebook and Instagram. And so people can ask questions there. So most of these came from there. And then some of them came from clients that have asked me questions. But these are the really the most frequently asked questions as well, which is why I chose them. One thing that I did cover in the first episode is, are they okay? But I do want to cover this a little bit uh, starting out, just so if you didn't listen to that that episode, you understand and get a little bit of a baseline of the Rainbow Bridge. So first, well, you know what? I want to say this first. All of this is based on my opinion, okay? These are not facts. Uh, so I'm just putting that out there that I'm not, I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything these things are the answers to these questions are based on what animals have told me over the years, as well as what the universe has taught me. And if I haven't covered these questions before, like if they are new questions to me, then the answers come in from my guides, from the universe, from my higher self when I'm doing the uh, answering these questions. So that's where it comes from. But again, it's like, I'm not claiming that this is fact or that I know everything. So some people have different beliefs. These are my beliefs. This is what I believe happens when our pets pass away. I believe that we are all okay when we pass. 
I don't believe that there's a hell. I, I don't believe that anybody goes to any different place. As far as the animals go, they are like, some people ask me, do they get stuck like in between here and the other side? And no, they don't. There really is no stuck. There's an astral plane that is between here and like the higher vibrations of heaven, but it's still like not here and it's still better than here. It's not like what you might think, you know, the, the, some in-between world that's just dark or whatever. It's not like that. But animals don't go there. They go straight to the other side. They are 100% pure beings. They are put here to help us and to guide us and to be a part of our journeys and so therefore they are not subject to maybe different things than we are. Like one of the other questions I get asked is, do they go through a life review? And I'll be really honest that I don't know the answer to that question, but I don't think that they do. I've never once had an animal show me that it went through a life review. I think that's more of like a human spirit type of thing. And while we're on that subject, one of the questions actually, my husband and I answered this in last week's episode of our podcast uh, oh, shoot. I totally lost my train of thought. Why do I do that? Totally. There was something that we answered last week. I'll come back to it. I'm sure I'll remember. Okay. Let's move on a little bit to the, are they okay? So yes, everybody's okay. So we covered that. Uh, there's no hell. There's no in between. So animals go straight to the other side. Okay. So let's see. Next question here is, okay. Are they with other pets that have previously passed? I do believe that they are with other pets that have previously passed. I believe they're also with our loved ones that have passed. So a lot of times what I'll do when I do a reading, uh, I will actually see who is there. So people ask me this a lot, who are they with? And then I just allow whoever is there to come through and show me that they're there. So some of the most common uh, animals and people that come through will be animals that you might've had any time in your life. Uh, they didn't have to be with these pets. So they don't, they may not have, you know, come in contact with them in life, but our souls recognize each other. So, and same with the people, like some of the people that they might be with, they didn't meet in this life, but our souls all know each other. We are all soul family. So that sometimes throws people off when they're like, but they never met. That's okay. That's okay. Because life is very different than death. We, and it's really not death, but you know, the other side we know each other there. We we recognize each other. That's why uh, a lot of times you'll hear namaste. And that's recognizing the soul in each other because we all recognize each other over there. So they do know everybody over there. I also see them a lot of times with their biological mom and dad and, and litter mates. Uh, of course, this depends on, you know, who's already passed and that kind of thing. But usually the really old dogs will show me this. When the ones that have passed away really old, they'll show me that they are with their mom and dad and their litter mates. And uh, I did a reading last week that it was a border collie that had passed away and the lady wanted to know who he was with. And I saw her dog and four others and then mom and dad. And she said that he was uh, the fifth of five puppies. So all of the other ones were there. He was the last one to arrive. So that was kind of cool for him to be able to be with all of his family. Talking a little bit about soul family, because this isn't something that I've talked about on the show. Your soul family is, or they're the souls that are in your family. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's the people that are in your life, whether they're, you know, your, your blood family, your spouse, your kids, 
your even friends. We really don't know so well in this life who all is included in that soul family. But the soul family, they tend to like stick together and reincarnate together and make plans. So you might have a dog that you have that you have right now that is actually the reincarnated soul of a dog or cat or whatever that you had when you were younger. That happens a lot. I actually saw this the other day on TikTok. Excuse me. There's an animal communicator on there and she was talking about how if you feel like you have a really ridiculous connection to one of your animals, like it's so strong and you just can't explain it, it's so strong. Well, most likely that's because you have been together in previous lives or even in this life. So I have a great Dane uh, named Zuma and I feel really super duper attached to him, like more so than any dog I've ever had. And I've had a lot of dogs. And so I wonder this, like, is he the reincarnation of other animals that I have? And it feels comfortable to me. And I really think that that's what it is because one of the things like with the reincarnation is that they don't stay there like all the time. They can come back here whenever they want to. And this is another question on my list somewhere. So I'll go ahead and answer it is about the reincarnation, how that works. Do they decide when they come back? You know, all of that. So they can stay there as long as they want to, or they can come back as quickly as they want to. I haven't really found that there's like a rule to this somewhere where, you know, oh, if you were here and lived a long life that you're going to stay there a long time and rest. It's not, there's no rules like that. But that is one thing that the older dogs do tell me is that they like to kind of rest after this life. If they fulfilled everything that they needed to fulfill with you, that they might stay there a little bit longer. Also, if you have, which most of us do, if you have multiple animal souls in your soul family that want to reincarnate, they have to take their turn. So you might have a dog that's passed away and they say, well, I'm going to be here for, you know, three or four of your human years, uh, but you're going to have another animal that's going to come back to you before that, then that might be the reincarnation of an animal that you have had before. There's no rule or limit on how many times they can come back in your life. So for example, like I was talking about Zuma, I feel like it's very possible that not only was he a dog that I once had, but also a ferret because I had a ferret named Sneezer. She was my first ferret and she died uh, from cancer very young. She was only like two or three, really, really young. And it was very traumatic for me. It was my first big death. And I had a very strong connection to her. And one of the things that I used to do was sing You Are My Sunshine to her. And after she died, I actually found this rose that I was like a fake rose. And when you push the button on it, it it had it played You Are My Sunshine. So that was a song that I had with her. And then I totally forgot about that. And, and I started singing it to Zuma. And then one day I remembered, oh, I used to sing that to sneezers. But then there's also small cues that he has that makes me think that because Sneezer's favorite food was McDonald's French fries and Zuma's favorite food is McDonald's French fries. And it's not like I eat McDonald's every day, people. So it's not like, you know, but he goes crazy for them. And so did Sneezer's when we used to eat McDonald's, she would come running for the bag and even grab a French fry out of the bag if you didn't hand her one. So these things they show us through other animals, maybe to say a couple of things, but maybe I am the reincarnation 
or sometimes they do these things so that that animal can show itself to you. But sneezers has been gone for so long. That was like, gosh, I don't even know, 97, 98, somewhere around there. So I really, I don't think that it's her showing herself through him. I think it's the reincarnation of her. So these are things to keep in mind when you have pets that reincarnate, how this works. Uh, Again, there's no rules to it, but yeah, they can come back whenever they want to, as many times as they want to. Or like, let's say that you decide you just don't want another pet, or you've gotten to the point where you're old and you feel like, I don't want to have a pet because the pet might outlive me, you know, Uh, that's okay. They, this is all taken into consideration. This is all known over there and they will stay there until you get there. So when we arrive to the, to the other side, we are absolutely greeted by not just our loved ones, our spirit guides, you know, whoever else, but we are also greeted by our animals, the ones that are there. So they, they come and greet us. So one of the things that I do get asked about this process a lot is the rainbow bridge, because Um, In that episode that I had talked about before, if you haven't heard the Rainbow Bridge poem, that's at the beginning, or you can go and read it. So this explains a little bit about what people believe the Rainbow Bridge to be, that it's a place that the animals go and they wait for us there until we reincarnate or until we die and, and go to be with them. And I think that that is somewhat true. Uh, I don't feel like it's any different, though, than where our loved ones are, because I do see all our loved ones with our animals. So I, from kind of like the beginning of having these abilities, when I would tune into what this rainbow bridge looks like, to me, it looked like it looks like a big open green field. It's very large. I can't see the end of it. I can see mountains, but I can't see the end of it. There are a lot of trees like between the open field and the mountains. There's a lot of trees there. And then on one side, there's, I, you know, I've honestly never like explored this side, like even really paid much attention, but it, there's like what t- looks to me like a wall and stairs. And I'm not real sure where that goes. Um, but this is all in our perception, in our, I don't want to call it imagination because I know the difference between my visions and my imagination. So this is more vision, but I really believe that we can create it to look like whatever we want it to look like. But for me, when I connect to an animal on the other side, this is what I see. Other animals, communicators, they may see something completely different than what I see, but that's what I see. And then from there, they usually show me what they're doing over there. So like uh, if you have a dog that like to do agility training, they might show me that they're doing agility training. If you had a cat that liked to chase lizards, they might be showing me themselves chasing lizards. And a lot of times I will see your loved ones walking with them or doing activities with them that they might, that you might have done with them in life that your animals liked. And this is a way that they show me who's around them and as well as the activities that they like. When my dog Sequoia died, she loved to play ball and she couldn't play ball for like the last, I don't know, year at least of her life, maybe more. She had a, a torn ACL and was really too old to to fix it altogether, but it healed somewhat, but she still couldn't play ball. And But she loved to run and play with her ball. And so after she passed away, 
she was running all the time. I saw her running. Just it was like, can't slow down. I got to go run. And it, it was so cool. It made me feel so good. Like she's on the other side now doing what it is she loves to do. And even though they're not physically doing these things, they're showing us these things so that we know that they are happy again, that they are in no more pain. Uh, you know, if you have like a dog, maybe let's say that, or like an animal that had an amputation or something, they will show me themselves with uh, all four limbs. If they were missing an eye or blind or whatever, they'll show me that they're not anymore. These are all of the ways that they can validate to me, to validate to you that your pets are on the other side. These are things that happen every day that they show me these types of things. So they're very good about when I connect to them, explaining to me what they see and feel and and all of that. And so I love to be able to do that for people because I think that it helps to get a little bit of closure when you know that your pet is on the other side and they're happy and they're not feeling any of these human emotions that we project onto them. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the next part of the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a break now. I did want to mention if there's anyone that would like to call in, you can do so uh, throughout the, the remainder of the show. The number is 888-346-9141. Again, 888-346-9141. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk more about the Rainbow Bridge and what goes on there. So stay tuned, everyone. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guests will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888 888- 
888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being here today. Today, my topic is the Rainbow Bridge, what happens there, how our animals feel about it, all of those things, the most frequently asked questions that I get from clients and questions that have been asked as well on my free reading page. I wanted to give you guys that information. If you're interested, I have a free reading group on Facebook. And basically what happens there is I give free readings. It's one question that you can ask about animal uh, living or past, um, a human spirit, or even about yourself. And so you post a picture in the group as well as your question. And I don't unfortunately get to all of them because there's over 6,000 members in this group. So I get to as many as I can, but it's a good opportunity to get a free reading. Uh, as well as to see how these readings work and to hear feedback because I have a feedback file there that has, oh gosh, I don't know, 400 comments in it. So uh, yeah, so if, if you're interested, check that group out and you can see more of my work there. So that is called Free Psychic, I'm sorry, I think it's Free Pet and Psychic Medium Readings with Samantha Jones is the name of the group on Facebook. Okay, so let's get back to some of these questions. All right. One of the the big questions that I get asked is about their emotions. Are they mad? Are they upset as far as, you know, did I put them to sleep too soon? Did I not do the right thing? Did I not recognize the illness? How do they feel about this? And the thing is, is we have a tendency to really project human emotions onto animals we forget that they are very simple-minded, even though they're smart and they can communicate well. They are like children. They don't, for the most part, have the mind of an adult human. Maybe, you know, horses are really, really start smart, so they might, and they live a long time. So I can't speak for all animals, but for the most part, I like to say that, that our dogs, cats, and uh, similar animals to that, that they have this brain of you know, like a toddler up until maybe like a teenager in that range. So they don't think the same way that we do. They haven't been taught the same things that we have. So even here on on this earth, when they're in their body, they do not have the same emotions that we do. We project onto them. But when they go to the other side, they especially do not have those emotions. The other side does not have these things, the anger, the guilt, the shame, the jealousy, all of those negative type emotions. The vibration over there is so high that everything is beautiful and positive. So when we ask these things, when we think about these things of, oh my gosh, my animal must be mad that, you know, I put her to sleep. Maybe it was too soon. No, we're thinking like humans at that point. They don't look at things that way. One of the things that I covered in that other episode that I was talking about is um, how they kind of feel when they're going through this whole process, this whole dying process. And we don't like we have these feelings and these these beliefs and thoughts that we have because we are human. Animals don't have those. They don't 
have a bunch of friends sitting around talking about, you know, my, my, oh, my mom said this and I overheard that and, you know, gossiping about, about death, what they heard, you know, like kids might do that. And because kids don't know either until we teach them, but animals, because they don't speak our language, they don't have the same kind of feelings that we do. So when they pass away or when they know that they're getting close to that point, that, that scared feeling that, you know, all those things that come with maybe in the human death, they don't come for the animals. It's not about that. So sometimes people will say, you know, I took my animal to the vet to be put down and they seemed really, really scared that they were going to be, you know, dying or whatever. And and I feel bad. Okay. So um, chances are that it's not that they are, you know, that they were scared about that they were going to pass away. They're scared about that they're at the vet and that they don't know what's going to happen. So this is a point where an animal communicator is great to come in so that they can explain to them, this is why you're going to the vet. It's, you know, not because you're going to be going through a whole bunch of tests because they really don't know. They have no clue. But if we tell them they relax and they're okay with the whole process. So we actually have a caller on hold that will go ahead and take this is Brittany in Georgia. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I have a question about um, well, a little backstory. So I have this cat named Prince. Um, I got him on Christmas. He woke me up in the middle of the night on my face, and we were just in love after that. You know, oh. Santa, quote unquote, um, got him for me, and I had him... Oh gosh, up until right before I gave birth to my first child. Um, and he was really special to me, of course. Um, and now I have, I have several pets, but my cat mouse looks absolutely nothing like him. Prince was this black cat with these gorgeous green eyes and he's this beautiful, like minky grayish tabby looking Mm. cat with these blue eyes. And, um, but I constantly will see him out of the corner of my eye and I see Prince and I catch myself calling him Prince and (laughs) he has very similar habits to Prince. He's allergic to fleas, but he's also allergic to the flea medicine. Oh, wow. Um, Just a lot of little things. And so I guess my question is, uh, am I just really missing my childhood best friend or is, is he back with me in mouth? Well, I, I personally believe that he's back with you, that that's the reincarnation. So they're not going to look usually anything like they did in the previous life. Like they can come back and be a dog or like I said, with Zuma, that he could have been a ferret. So they're not going to look like they did most likely in a previous life. Sometimes they do come back looking similar. So that part of things doesn't make me feel, you know, anything like that. Um, But what I was saying, like with Zuma and the French fries, that's similar to like what you're seeing about the fleas and the flea medication. These kinds of things are not a coincidence. These are the things that they will, the universe will show us to let us know that this is our animal reincarnated. If it wasn't a pet reincarnated, I would see, I would tend to see more things like um, your childhood pet, things that they would do like activities or body language things like that. That's what they kind of uh, portray to us. Like I I had a chocolate lab sequoia and she used to tap her toes on the bathtub. We called it tap dancing. 
And my black lab never did that until she passed away. And so things like that are the other dog showing themselves through the other one, you know, but I definitely feel like for you, this is, this is the same soul. Absolutely. That's, that's really cool. How long between, um, when the, the childhood pet died and this one did that happen? Did the, the reincarnation? It's been a long time. So Prince passed away, um, we actually had a flea infestation in the yard and he went into anaphylactic shock and it oh. was super traumatic for me. Um, but I think he was really comfortable. Um, but he, um, gosh, it was, it, it actually sent me into preterm labor with my daughter. So that was oh, 2009 that he yeah. passed away. Um, and then mouse showed up about two years ago, a friend of mine, I'm a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine was leaving um, our shift and almost hit him in the middle of the road. And so wow. she scooped him up and I saw his picture and I told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to get a cat. And he's like, you know, we don't need any more indoor animals. And <laughs> like, I know, but he's really cute. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And he didn't think I was serious. So I went and met my friend and I bring home this adorable cat and like $200 worth of stuff from Petco because, you know. That's where the pets go, right? <laughs> and, and here he is. And we, um, I mean, he's just, he's very special. Yeah. I love that but, story. Um, but yeah, That's it's, beautiful. it's interesting. I was curious if it was Prince kind of showing through him or if it's actually him, because I constantly see him as a black cat out of the corner of my eye and I'll look and then it's, it's not my, <laughs> not my black cat, yeah. but um, so yeah, that's cool too. That's really neat that, that you see him like that and, and sometimes even call him that. And I think that those are signs too, you know, the whole flea thing really trips me out because this is the kind of stuff that they do, but it's like, why would you choose to have the same condition? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like traumatic know, and now you have to deal with it again. But, but so, you know, my feeling on this is that your new kitty is not going to go the way the other one did. So I know that trauma like will cause us to worry about those things. So uh, I right. think they're telling me that. So you don't worry about that. It's not going to happen. I'm the same actually way. glad you mentioned that because he's been um, kind of excessively grooming lately. And I've been a little worried about that. So, you know, so yeah, there's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, thank you. <laughs> There's actually um, a flea product. Gosh, what is it called? There's some natural stuff. I don't know if you've ever tried any of it. I can't remember what it's called, but if you email me beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com, I can find it for you. Uh, I use it. It's a spray. And basically, I mean, you can make it at home. It's it's um, essential oils and soap mm-hmm. and water. And that's all it is. And I use it for the mosquitoes because we get a lot here and it really works a, a, oh, very well because there are pets that they just can't handle the the type of stuff that kills the fleas. It's very, very strong. So um, yeah. I'll try and remember what the name of that is. So maybe, maybe in the next break, I'll look it up. So, so keep an ear out for it. I will. Thank you so much. Okay. And thank You're you welcome. Thank you. To take my call. And thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Awesome. I love the callers. I love to take your questions. So don't be shy. Give a call if you, if you feel up for it. Okay. So let's go back to my questions here. All right. Was there anything they were trying to tell us in the days before their passing that they can share now? Did they know that they were sick? This is a question. These are questions I get asked all the time. 
uh, and somebody had posted these on my page. So I don't feel like they know much more about their illnesses than we do. They know they don't feel good, but like when people ask me to like, I'll do a body scan on their animals when they ask me to do a body scan and I go through the body, I pick up what doesn't feel good to them. So for example, like if they have something going on with their liver, I will see that there's something going on with their liver, but they might not feel that because that might not be something so much that, you know, there's any symptoms of it, but I will see that in them. So as living animals, I don't believe that they really know like what their diagnosis is, what necessarily is going on. They just know that they don't feel well. On the other side, yes, they know. They know everything. That's kind of how the other side works is anything you want to know, it will just come to you just like that. It's not like, you know, it, it's it really is an endless book of knowledge. But I think even with psychics, people think that it's like, you know, I just know everything automatically. But you have to stop for a second and ask the question. But if you ask the question, you're going to get an answer. And that's how it is over there. And the animals know what we're doing here. They see us here. They see the whole process. Um, so don't ever think that like you can't talk to them too, because they do see you and they do hear you and, and all of that. They're, they're here with us. Uh, the other part of that question is, was there anything that they might've wanted to say leading up to their passing that they can share now? I think some, you know, obviously this is different for all animals. So some may have had something, some may have been trying to tell their owners that they were sick in various ways. My chocolate lab, Sierra, that died from hemangiosarcoma, uh, she earlier in the day when she, that, that day, I didn't even know she was sick. Like there were no signs that she was sick at all, but she was just sitting in front of me, staring at me. And I didn't think much about it at the time. And like, it's one of those things that I've done guilt about like forever is because she was standing there staring at me. And I was like, what, like, what do you want? You're making me crazy. You know? And uh, I think that she was trying to tell me she didn't feel good. So we have to like kind of pay attention to these things. You know, if your animal is acting different, obviously we don't always feel well. And it's the same thing with animals as it is with people. You have days where you just don't feel well. They get headaches, they get stomach aches and all that. But if you're consistently seeing something, if their their energy level is decreasing or they're not eating as well, not drinking as well, not taking their favorite treats after a day or so, I would definitely be looking more into that. Any kind of change that isn't normal for them because they can't come to you and say, I don't feel well. I mean, they can, but will you hear them is completely different. Will you believe them if you do hear them is also another story. So for the most part, no, they can't tell you when they when they don't feel good through verbal cues. They have to tell you through subtle things, you know, the different types of behaviors. So keep an eye for those different behaviors if you are feeling like, you know, maybe they they're going downhill or whatever. That's a good way to to know that. But a lot of times there are no symptoms. A lot of times they will just pass away. Animals die from a lot of the same things that we do, heart attacks, blood clots, strokes, all of that stuff. So sometimes it happens really, really quick and there are no signs. So 
I just want to point that out because I don't really like it when people beat themselves up about it. You know, oh, I should have seen the symptoms. I should have this. Well, really, death is it's planned. It's not something that's random. It happens when it's supposed to. So that's another thing there is that if you're not seeing the symptoms or it did happen really suddenly, it's probably because that's how it was supposed to go. And it's really hard for us as humans to comprehend that because we want to believe that we have all this control over the dying process, but we really don't. I mean, maybe with our animals, because we're the ones that decide, you know, like if we are going to put them down, maybe there's like a couple of days there that, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, we, that might not have been the exact day that we were going to do it or whatever, but it's the same time frame. If an animal is supposed to die at a certain time, they will within a certain time. It's just how this works. Same with us. There's just, there's no escaping it because it's a part of the process. And as scary as it seems, it's not a scary process. It's actually quite beautiful, but we'll talk about that another time. So let's go ahead and take a break. We will come back after this brief message and talk more about the Rainbow Bridge and take callers if there's anyone else that would like to call in. So stay tuned, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a caller. We have Jessica in Virginia. Hi, Jessica. Go yes, hi. Oh, there you are. Um, hi. Hi. Um, 
Yes, I just um, I just wanted to reach out. Um, I'm a big fan, and um, I had reached out for several readings concerning the loss of my horse um, last fall, and um, just really, really, really had a hard time um, processing why, you know, just how how and why that could happen. But yeah. seeing some other things since then, you know, having some space between that, kind of seeing the blessings. Yes, that did occur even even throughout the pain, um, and you know just being able to reflect on that now, but being in it, not being able to see it at all. Yes, retrospect, it, absolutely. When you're on the other side of it, you start to see things a little bit more clearly. What kind of signs were you seeing? Do you remember? Um. Well, he had gotten um kind of was injured by another horse. And then oh. like I didn't know that something was internally wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So like a month afterwards, you know, I guess it kind of came out, you know, where yeah. he was in a matter of me recognizing it within a few hours, he was gone. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I couldn't, like, I, I promised myself I did not ever want to make him suffer. So I right. tried to pre pre make those decisions to know that, I, you know, it was all about him. And, yeah. you know, I had to do what was right for him. So, but since then, and because it was so, so quick, I have unfortunately had some friends that have experienced some extremely long drawn out painful processes uh-huh. um, where I just have to say, I'm so grateful that I had not, I didn't have to go through that. And yeah. as painful as it is to, for my friends, I, I feel guilty. Um, but I see that the universe protected me yes. um, from a lot. Yes. And it, and it will do that. And with your friends, you know, they might have different lessons that they are here to learn with those animals, different things that they're supposed to experience. And so as hard as it is to watch our friends go through that, we have to try and remember that. And there's always a reason, you know. And so, yeah, I remember your reading. Um, it's coming back to me now for sure. So so thank you so much for allowing me to do that for you and for calling oh, into the I show just, today. Yeah, I just... I- I'm so grateful for you, you and Danny's show, um, podcast and just, just everything that I have learned. And I know everything happens for a reason and where I am listening um, and just, you know, this radio show and just helping other people understand that, you know, it's time, you know, it's just, yeah. you, you, you. so thank you so much. And um, I, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Okay, so before I get into answering more of these questions, I just wanted to talk about what's coming up for the show. So as I had mentioned briefly last week, last week was the last episode of a 13-week pilot series for my show, and I decided to sign a year contract. So technically today is the first episode of the second season. When you start something like this, or at least for me, I don't really know where this is going to go. I was just going with the flow to see what everybody wants to talk about, where I can help, what I'm needed for in this community. And I feel like a lot of it is pertaining to animals. So I plan to do a lot of animal shows. But also, if there's anything that you guys want to talk about, anything that I can help with, please feel free to reach out to me. It gives me great ideas for topics for the show. If you have any suggestions for guests, that's another reason. Please reach out to me. Uh, Or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, you can email me at beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. 
or you can go through my website, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. So, and I had talked too about last week about how Mystic Molly is going to become more of a regular on the show. If you haven't heard that episode, it was great. We have great chemistry and I love her because we have been through the same kinds of experiences, but neither one of us had like a mentor to work with us. So we we mesh really well and I just love talking to her. So the next time that she's going to be on will be towards the end of March, beginning of April, not sure yet, but we're actually going to talk about a kind of controversial subject. We're going to talk about hallucinogenics and psychedelics and how they can help a spiritual journey. So keep an eye out for that episode. So let's get back to these questions now, because there's still some really good ones that I want to cover before the end of the show. Okay. Uh, another one, how long after they pass, is it okay to contact them? So the reason why people ask this is because a lot of a lot of mediums and psychics will suggest that after a person passes away that you wait a little while before connecting to them. This is out of respect. Uh, give them a chance to adjust. Can I connect to a person right after they've passed away? Absolutely, I can. But I want them to come to me. So as far as my clients go, I usually say, you know what, let's just let's give them a week or so, uh, depending on, on what they're going through. And, and we can always check in. But with the animals, it's different because, like I said at the beginning of the show, they don't have an ego. They don't have all of these things that they have to go through. And so when they pass, it's immediate. So we can talk to them right away. There is no time that I feel like I want to give them between when they pass and when we can talk to them like I do the humans. And that really, honestly, as far as the human side of things go, that's just respect. There, I know that there's a lot of psychics and mediums that won't do that. That's okay. We all have our own thing. I just choose to give them that respect. And if they want to come to me sooner, then, then that's fine. And actually, a lot of times they do. All right, let's see what else. Um, did they leave their body before they passed? My dog didn't even flinch when the vet injected the sedative into her leg. I'm wondering if her spirit had already left at that point. That's a great question. And it's very different for every animal. It's very much up to our process, to their process, to what they want to happen. Um, as far as euthanasia goes, typically I feel like their soul will stay there until they are injected with not with the euthanasia, but the anesthesia that's given before the euthanasia. And that's when they go. Um, there's no pain associated with that at all. There's no pain associated with the dying process at all. That's not something that that we need to worry about. Even with people, of course, you know, you're sick. And so you have that kind of pain. But as far as the process, it is really easy. It's just like opening a door. And the other side, the rainbow bridge, it's it's just another dimension. It's just like like walking through a door. So there's no uncomfortableness there. Let's say that a, an animal was hit by a car. My feeling on this is that their soul leaves the body before impact. They do not feel that. With people, I feel like we can choose what we we want to experience. And with animals, there might be some of that as well. But like people, your soul might stay in the body you know, if you're in an accident, it might stay there because that might be something that you need to experience. 
But for the animals, for the most part, I feel like they don't experience that stuff. Even if like like the animal was hit by a car and they're still alive after they were hit by the car, I feel like their soul leaves the body so that they don't have to experience that level of pain. Something happens to us as humans when we are in an accident like that, we go into shock. And I really feel like a part of that shock isn't just our bodies and our brains way of protecting us. It's also the universe's way of protecting us. And so it's kind of like the same thing with the animals is that they want to protect. Uh, one of the things that I think we forget about is that when you go to the other side, everything makes sense. So they're not sitting there going, oh, you know, I, I wish I would have done things this way or that way because it all goes the way it's supposed to and they can see all of that and we can see all of that as well. Okay, only a few more minutes and I want to get to a few more of these questions. So the next one is, uh, do they understand now why we had to do things for them like give them medication, take them to the vet, get blood draws? Yes, absolutely. They understand everything when they get to the other side. It, and most of the time, these things aren't necessarily important to them. So it's not like, you know, they need the answers to these questions, but it can be very confusing to them. Absolutely. In this, this life, when we're trying to do all these things for them, my great Dane Zuma right now, he's recovering from a fall that he took actually a week ago today. And he has a toe that's really badly messed up. And so it's wrapped up. And when the vet did the first wrapping, he was really, really mad. And I didn't explain to him exactly what was going on at first, like about why he needed to keep it on. But after she put on the next one, I explained to him, this has to stay on. It is very, very important. Don't mess with it. If you mess with it, I'm going to put a cone on. And he he hasn't messed with it. He understands now. And so if when things are happening in this life and you can't communicate those things to them, that's another thing that I'm here for and I'm happy to do is explain to them you know, why they have to take these medications, what's going on with them. We can even ask them, do you want to undergo surgery or chemotherapy or whatever? We can ask them these things and they will give us a very honest question. But once they get to the other side, they do absolutely see those things and they don't feel any hard feelings for us, period, when we do those things. They know instinctively that we're trying to help them. They just don't know exactly what we're trying to do. Okay, let's see. I like this question a lot about the dreams. Okay. Any chance you would be able to explain dreams more that have your dog that have crossed over in them? Sometimes I feel like they are real, like he is jumping into my bed with me. Okay. So dreams are really, can be very confusing, but there's a couple of different types of dreams when it comes to our loved ones. One of them is a visit dream and the other one is not. And the way that you can tell the difference is that there won't be any negativity in the visit dreams. After my mom passed away, I dreamt a couple of things. First, that she was in the witness protection program and that I sold all of her stuff. And so I would have these dreams of her like showing up and <laughs> she's got nothing. And the other one was of burying her alive. Those were not visit dreams from her, even though she was in the dreams. The visit dreams are the ones that feel beautiful, that calm you, that make you go, oh my gosh, this is the soul. And you might not even really realize that in the dream. Sometimes you might wake up and just be like, wow, that felt so real. And I feel really good right now. And like, they make us feel this 
feeling after they've communicated with us. I'm, I'm sure some of you are, you know what that feels like, those dreams. Even sometimes we have dreams that feel really, really real. Like you may dream about somebody and then you kind of like feel their energy. It's the same kind of thing when we have those visit dreams. So do yourself a favor when it comes to these and don't confuse the two because it can be really distressing. And I've had a lot of people get really upset and they will say that they have bad dreams about their animals after they pass away. And those are not your animal coming to visit. That is something else, your subconscious, you know, the damage that you have or whatever. So, um, but, but absolutely they do come to visit us in our dreams. So enjoy it because it is an absolutely beautiful feeling. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Are our loved ones on the other side waiting for our pets to cross as if so, and if so, are they the guardians keepers for us while we are no longer with them? Yes. Uh, our loved ones, they, they hang out with our animals, the spirits, they enjoy each other's company. A part of this question was also, do they get bonded forever in that process? We are all bonded already together. So if a dog passes away and like, say your parents have passed and they never met your parents, I was kind of saying this at the beginning or whatever, they are, they already know who that is and they already feel that strong bond. And so uh, it's already there and beautiful. And, and most of the times uh, I will see one spirit in particular that takes on this animal to uh, be its guardian. Really, uh, a lot of times my mom is the one that I see with my animals doing this. And I think that that's to help us to know that they are protected, that they are with our loved ones. They are never, ever, ever alone. Please know that our animals, not not us, not our loved ones, nobody crosses over alone. You are surrounded by your loved ones and they are here to help with the process because sometimes with people, especially, it can be confusing. So they're here, here to help us and to guide us through the process. So please know that your animals are never alone. Know that they are happy on the other side, as hard as that may be to hear, because we're so miserable here after we lose them. They are happy over there. They have a life over there, which also consists of them being here a lot. They visit us all the time. They send us signs just like the human spirits do. Uh, some of the animal signs you might see, they like to do things uh, like hair. You might find hair tufts around the house. Even if the animal's been gone for a year, all of a sudden you find a tuft of hair. You might hear their, their barking, their purring, meowing. You might feel them rubbing up against you, uh, see their shadows. There's a, there's a lot of things that they do, but they are always, always, always around us. And they love us unconditionally and always will. So that's our show for today, everyone. If you'd like to find me, I am at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. My podcast that I have with my husband is called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. It airs every Sunday. We hope that you will have a listen to that as well. So until next week, everyone, thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful week and peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.